wanted to start out tonight by encouraging all of you that were on that stream last, last Monday night when we talked about the spirit of Pharaoh. We're going to recap that, um, we're going to recap that uh, briefly, but move on to what God is saying now. But those of you that prayed, how many of you watched that stream and came into agreement with the prayers that God, literally, I heard him shouting, let my people go. We, we, we began to pray into the church of California and said that God is going to deal with that spirit of Pharaoh. That Pharaoh that is trying to keep California bound. God said enough is enough. He's bursting forth. Out of, uh, we're bursting forth out of confinement and our king is paving the way. We prayed into that. We, we declared that we would see God's hand move. And what happened? There was a Supreme Court ruling this Friday that said that it is unlawful for the state of California to tell churches not to gather. Right there, I will just stop and lift my hands and say, my God is faithful. Oh my gosh, if you can't throw some thumbs up and if you can't throw some hearts, I will get on here and I will throw some thumbs and hearts right now. Listen, we all came into agreement that God would move. Five days later, the hand of the Lord showed himself, showed itself strong on our behalf. And we saw a Supreme Court ruling. I, I, I can guarantee you, the leaders of California, and much more than the leaders of California, the, 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 the principalities that are reigning over California probably could not even believe what they saw. They thought they had us bound. They thought they had us confined. They thought they had us locked down. But my God came through and intervened for me, for you, for the Church of California. Give him some glory, man. Come on. The Supreme Court ruled and said to the state of California, you cannot tell churches they cannot gather. And let me tell you, as an added bonus, they said, by the way, not only can you tell them they can't gather, you can't tell them they can't sing. Two mic drops. My God! What? I, I, I have no words. I have no words. That God, and listen, I know people were praying. I know they were agreeing. I know they were fasting. I know that they were declaring the goodness of God and they were, they were uh, uh, praying for God to move, hungry for a move, prayers that have been built, uh, prayers that have been fueled uh, in Jesus' name. But I have to believe that God heard Genesis Upper Roof Church last Monday and said there's a sound of agreement and faith. There are some Shamars who will stand in the gap for California. Watch and see what I will do. And did God show himself faithful? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And this should encourage every single one of you to know that you prayed and made a difference. And this is exactly what I feel God is leading us into. To see and know that not only when we pray will it reach heaven, but it will make a difference. Now, if we would have just prayed on Monday night and left it alone, I don't know. I don't know. But I know that we were plowing. I know that we were pressing in. I know that we continued decreeing and declaring. I know something stirred up inside of us. But let me tell you, in order for that to have happened, we had to deal internally what was going on. And there is such a connection to this. 
There is such a connection to what God does inside of us that it would affect the outside. And what happened last week? We're going we're to recap that in just a second. But I can't get away from just praising God. I can't get away from wrapping my mind around the, the, the fact that God, that God himself showed himself mighty once again in a time and a season that the church needed to hear and see the hand of God move. There were churches that were going out in faith that were meeting. There were churches that closed up. There was a mixture. But nevertheless, God intervened on behalf of his church. On behalf of his church. Now, I have more to share on that. I have more to share but I'm going to hold off to that in just a second. Hallelujah. 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 Just making a little note to myself. There's more to that. You should be very, very excited that you took part in something so monumental. You, you should be so delighted to know that your prayer made a difference. And in fact, this should motivate you to pray even harder. This should motivate you to pray with even more fervency. Because if God did that, imagine what else he's going to do. So I'm going to hold on to that in just a second. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right. So let's recap. Let's recap what God did last week. God showed us in the word. Now listen, before we get into this, I'm just going to throw this out one more time. Your agreement on this stream matters. Your agreement to share this stream matters. There's some people that need to jump on this stream. There's some people that need to watch this. And thank you for sharing this stream. Thank you for tagging those names on here so that we can get the word out. Because imagine, imagine if the word goes out today and we have more people on this stream to agree with what God is doing, how much more uh, if one can put a thousand to flight? And two can put 10,000. How many, I'm looking, how many can 41 put to flight? Somebody do the math, because I'm not about to do that. So, somebody do that math. But the more people that jump on here, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. How, and, and I know you want to see those demons scatter. You want to see them uh, tremble in fear. Because Jehovah God fights for us. Hallelujah. All right. So last week, we, 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 we dug into the word and found how the spirit of Pharaoh operates. This, the, the spirit behind Pharaoh uh, was a, a, a power-driven demon that wanted to control a group of people out of fear. Because if it could not control the people, it could not get the people to do what it wanted to do. And ultimately, the, 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 uh, the Pharaoh... Uh, the king of Egypt was, was overcome by, by, by the God that they worship, the sun God. And it was believed that that Pharaoh was a chosen one. And so that Pharaoh held all knowledge and all wisdom. Now, what would it, okay, what would it look like if this Pharaoh, who, who, was, um, who was basically possessed by this demon, who was the God that they worshipped, what would it look like if this demon could not control a group of people that didn't even have a king. This is what, what made the children of Israel, their journey so marvelous that they, they, they settled, they, they, they moved 
and settled in different locations without a king, a physical king that is, because their king was Yahweh himself. Now, the fact that the children of Israel were growing and multiplying and getting stronger and becoming even more prosperous caused fear to come upon this Pharaoh. Because he said, if I can't control them, they will outnumber us. And the demons weren't about to have that. And so they exercised a, a fear tactic upon the children of Israel. Now, a few characteristics about Pharaoh. Pharaoh wants to own you. And when you break free, it pursues you to enslave you again. It forces you to build its kingdom and wants to bring you into occultic worship. Now, what happened when he brought the children of Israel into slavery? He, he used them to build his city, to build his kingdom. And, he, and I'm sure he caused them uh, uh, to eat food. Now, now, their food and everything that they did was of sacrifice to their gods. The, uh, Pharaoh wants to bring you into occultic worship. Pharaoh is a God mocker and refuses to acknowledge the lordship of Yahweh. Even to the point that God would send ten plagues his way, he still refused to acknowledge that there is one that was greater. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We talked about last week about how each of these plagues were judgments against the gods that the Egyptians worshipped. It was a judgment when, when the darkness fell upon the land. It was a judgment against uh, the sun god Ra. Uh, because uh, that, that sun god was the one that provided warmth and light to the Egyptians according to the Egyptians. But God judged that god and showed that he was Lord. When, when the plagues come, the locusts came. When the flies came, it was judgments against, against the gods, including Beelzebub, who was supposed to protect them from flies. Uh, when the gods that they worshipped, Osiris and Isis, were, were gods uh, who were supposed to protect their possessions and protect their families and protect their livestock and their agriculture. What happened? The livestock, the agriculture, their families were struck. God did this to show Pharaoh and, the, and all of Egypt that he was Lord and that he was God. And all the while, all the while that the children of Israel were in Egypt, we, we learned that they were kept by the hand of God. How many of you remember the land where they were kept, the, 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 the area? Somebody type that in. If you remember where, where they were kept, Type that in. Let me see you type that in. There's a specific name where God preserved the children of Israel. And we're going to talk a little bit, little bit about that because that, that's part of the prophecy that God has for us today. Amen. 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 All right. Well, if y'all aren't responding, I'm sure you're probably looking through your notes to see where that land was. Uh, the land was called Goshen, okay? And Goshen, oh, there we go. Somebody said Goshen. Goshen uh, means uh, approaching, and it means drawing near. And so, well, there we go. Now it's coming in. Goshen, Goshen, Goshen. Uh, while they were kept in Goshen, the plagues were hitting Egypt, and the children of Israel weren't touched. Goshen means approaching and drawing near. And they were approaching and drawing near 
to the miracle that God is about to do. Hallelujah. And if that's a word for us right now, that we are, and this is what the Lord has, had told me last week, that we were in spiritual Goshen. California, the church, is in spiritual Goshen. And that we are approaching, and this is, this is the other part that just blew my mind, that we were in spiritual Goshen. We were approaching and drawing near, and what happened? The Supreme Court rules in favor of the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And so while they were in Goshen, the, 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 the plagues uh, came. The last plague came where the firstborn, was, uh, firstborn children were struck. And finally, Pharaoh said, Pharaoh gave the okay. And so the, Egypt, the, uh, the Egyptians backed off and the children of Israel realized that this was their time. This was their opportunity to move forward. And Moses was taking hold of the word of God. Uh, and, and waiting for the direction on what he needed to do to lead this people into victory. And so I want us to turn to uh, Exodus chapter 13, verse 17. And go ahead and type that into the box, Exodus 13, 17. Amen. Amen. Exodus, <laughs> Exodus 13, 17. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. Exodus 13, 17. And while you're all while you are typing that in, go ahead and head over to head over to this portion of, of scripture here. Because we're gonna little we're gonna we're gonna see what God was doing strategically for the children of Israel. I think we talked about this a little bit last last week, but we're gonna touch on this to remind you that God has a strategy. He has divine strategies that will outsmart and outwit the enemies, the enemies of God. Amen? That's Exodus 13, 17. All right, I see you typing that in. Exodus 13, 17. Exodus 13, 17. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. And so Exodus 13, 17. Then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God did not lead them by way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. So God led the people around by way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up in an orderly, in orderly ranks out of the land of Egypt. Okay, so what is this part of the scripture saying? God, instead of, instead of taking them uh, the faster route, God led them around into a wilderness for them to get to the Red Sea. They could have taken a shortcut and gone through the land of the Philistines and, and made their way to the Red Sea, but God did not let that happen because, because if, if they went that way uh, and, and Egypt caught up to them, uh, the, the Philistines may have waged war uh, in agreement with Egypt against the children of Israel to bring them into bondage. And God, in his divine providence and in his divine sovereignty, instructed Moses to go the other way. Don't follow this path. I know it looks easy. I know you can probably reach it in a day's journey. But I'm leading you a different way. Come on now. Come on. It, th this route 
looks like it, it'll be it'll be uh, less less less. Uh, it would be make, make less pressure on you. It wouldn't put as much pressure on you if you were to go this way. But I have a divine plan, a divine strategy that will keep you out of harm's way. So go this way. And I'm reminded back to this dream that the Lord gave me last year. I remember I was in my I was in my car and I testified this testified to this on the Genesis on the Genesis Facebook page. Um, I was I was in my car and I was driving and I was stuck in traffic and I didn't want to wait in the traffic. And so I, I looked to my left and I saw that there was a shortcut that I could have taken that I could take. And if I take that shortcut, I would avoid all the traffic and I would get to my destination a lot sooner. And so I decided to take it in the dream. And so I get over there and, and the, when I take the shortcut, I, I look ahead and I see this huge wave, huge, huge wave that is, that is coming my direction. And I realized that I needed to turn around and get out of there or else I was going to get taken out. And so I got back in my truck because I, I, I got out of my truck. I was, in, I was in this old truck and I got out of it because I had to see for myself how far this wave was going. And so I got back in and I, I tried to turn my car on. The ignition wouldn't start. The engine, the engine would not start. And I looked in my rearview review mirror and I saw this man approaching. And this man was, was trying to bring me harm. And, and, I, and, I, and as he was approaching, I kept turning my, my, my key to see if my car would start. And it would not start. And I woke up out of the dream. And the first thing that came out of my mouth, I couldn't even stop it if I wanted to. I said, God... Help me to not take shortcuts in my ministry. I don't want to miss what you have for me. I don't want to miss the process and the valuable lessons that I will learn on this journey. Help me to stay the course and help me to not take any shortcuts. And I pray that's a word for somebody. I pray that's a word for somebody that's listening because God could have led them and got them there sooner, but he knew the danger that was waiting for them. And so in his sovereignty, the children of Israel didn't even know this. In his sovereignty and in his divine providence, he led them a different route. And so this, this is a word for you. It may look like this way will get you there faster. But trust God in the process. Trust him with your future. He knows better than you. He knows better than me. He knows what lies ahead. And so trust him when he's leading you. Don't get ahead of God. Don't take shortcuts because the enemy's waiting. He's waiting. And the enemies in the land of the Philistines would be waiting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And so I want us to go over, uh, um, and actually I love verse 19, because it says, And Moses took the bones of Joseph with him, for he had placed the children of Israel under solemn oath, saying, God will surely visit you, and you shall carry up my bones from here with you. Now this was the last thing that Joseph told the children, uh, uh, the, the children of Israel as they were in Egypt. Because remember, what we talked about last week, the children of Israel escaped their land um, because there was famine. And so they went into Egypt, where Joseph already was. Remember, remember this. Joseph was second to Pharaoh. And so when they came into Egypt, they met Joseph, and they had Joseph's favor. And so Joseph told them, you're going to take my bones with you when you, when you win, 
when God visits you. So Joseph, oh, come on now. Joseph already knew that they were not going to be uh, settling in Egypt for long, but they were, they were going to be uh, leaving that land because God had a divine plan. <laughs> so I, I think that's awesome. And, and this message here, it, it just reminds me that God was saying, I remember the promise that I made to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph, that I would keep my covenant for my people. And so that, that's very symbolic that, that, that Joseph's bones would be carried with them because Joseph represents the promise that God would deliver his people. The lineage that Joseph came from, amen? So let's go ahead and, and uh, uh, go to verse 21. It says, And the Lord went before them uh, by day in a pillar of cloud to lead the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, so as to go by day and night. He did not take away the pillar of cloud by day or the pillar of fire by night from before the people. Hallelujah. That's my God. That's my God. And so we're moving into verse 14. And this is, this is the, the, the story of how God is, is, is moving the children of Israel uh, uh, further and further and closer and closer to the point where, where they begin to feel pressure. And God makes a way. And this is leading into, I'm telling you, this is leading into the word of the Lord that God gave me for tonight concerning the Church of California. Amen. All right, so we're going to start at verse 10, but I'm just going to bring us up to speed about what's happening in verse 14. And so in, the, in between verses 1 and 10, Pharaoh and the Egyptians realized, what did we do? Why did we let the children of Israel go? We need to bring them back. They're supposed to be serving us. And so Pharaoh gets his, his best chariots. He gets uh, 600 choice chariots. Um, and he gets his armies together. And they all harden their hearts against the Lord. And they go to pursue the children of Israel. At this point... The children of Israel have just plundered the goods, gotten back what was gotten back what was already theirs, saw the Lord intervene for them, come at they came out of Goshen, and they begin to move uh, into the land that God is leading them. Amen. And so starting at verse 10 here, it says, And when Pharaoh drew near, somebody said, Oh, uh, we are at verse 14. So it was just the next chapter. So 1410. It says, and um, Exodus 14.10. Amen. When, when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid. And the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? We have you, why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt, saying, Let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians? For it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should, have, we should die in the wilderness. Now, when I was thinking about this, we often talk about how could this group of people that have been led all this way um, revert back and doubt God when he's, about to, uh, when he's about to show up for them. Now, I had to think about this, and, and I want you to think about this too. Remember what we talked about last Monday? 
when when the, the generation, when uh, Jacob and all the tribes migrated over to Egypt, they were housed there and they were protected under, under Joseph. And the Pharaoh that was king in that land had favor with Joseph. And so he had favor with Joseph's family. And so they were all taken care of. But the Bible begins to tell us in, those chapter, in the chapter in the beginning of, of Exodus that over time, that entire generation died out, including Jacob and all those tribes. And, and, and Joseph and that Pharaoh died. And so the generation that was, that was there was, was the generation that was growing and, getting, and becoming more, more in number and, and, and more prosperous. This generation uh, did not see what Jacob saw, what the tribe saw, what Joseph even saw. This was a new generation. And so this new generation came under slavery and so all they knew, really, they forgot about what their fathers told them. They forgot about the faith, the story of God's faithfulness. And their mentality was that of a slave. And so when they come out and they see uh, th their former slave masters coming for them, they revert back to that slave mentality. And so it wasn't enough to just trust the word of the Lord. There was something in their soul that kept them kept them uh, uh, bound, something in their soul that kept, uh, kept them uh, from moving forward, but reverting back to old behavior. And so we see in this moment, God did it for the covenant that he made with their fathers. If it were up to them and displaying their amount of faith, God would not have brought them because they were, they were, they were, uh, they were double-minded. They were divided in their soul. But because of the faithfulness of the generation before them, God said, uh, stand and watch what I'm about to do. If it was up to, up to your complaining, you would not see what you're about to see. But because of the generation that's before you, and this is a word for us right now, what we do now will determine how God will move for the next generation. And so we had better get on board with the covenant that God made. We had better be the ones that live those righteous lives, that, that remain faithful to God. And even though we may not see uh, the fullness of His faithfulness, we will see a measure of it. The generations after us will live in that faithfulness. Amen? These, these, this generation uh, was supposed to live in the faithfulness of God. But this generation allowed their souls to be vexed, allowed their souls to be tormented. And they, they, they were not able to break free of that. And so, and Moses said to the people, he said, do not be afraid. And listen, he didn't, he didn't address their backbiting. He didn't address their complaining. He, he addressed that spirit of fear. He said, do not be afraid, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall, you shall see again no more forever. That's a word right there. No more forever. He said, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. The Lord will fight for us and we will hold our peace. Now, this is, 
this is why I, I, I wanted to get into this, this portion of the scripture because in verse 15, it says, And the Lord said to Moses, Why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forward. Now, he says, But lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Now, God needed the children of Israel to move in order for Moses to lift up his scepter. And so this is why we said in the beginning that there is a move that God is requiring from his church. How many of you know that the church is the spiritual children of Israel right now? We are being led by our king who is Yahweh, Elohim, the God of the universe, the king of the universe. He needs us to move in order for him to show forth his mighty acts. He told the children of Israel, move, go forward, go to the water's edge, get to that point. And listen, this is also a point the Lord was driving with me earlier too, that in the wilderness, God still showed forth his faithfulness. In the wilderness, God still showed forth his miracles. How do we know this? They were led by a pillar of cloud by day. They were led by a pillar of fire by night. God, uh, God protected them all throughout their journey. We see as we move on later, later in the chapter that, that God... Uh, God says, and, and this is what I love what he says. I'm reading out of verse 17. He says, and I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. Meaning they shall, they shall go after the children of Israel. And he says, so I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his army, his chariots and his horsemen. Now, now this right here, he says, the Lord said this three times in this chapter. I will gain honor over Pharaoh. And over all his army, his chariots, and his horsemen. And so what God is saying is that everything that, that the enemy used to try and come against me, I will gain honor over that. I will gain honor over Pharaoh, his armies, his little vehicles, his little horses. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show myself as, as God amongst them. And this was God's divine protection over them. And, and we find that verse 19, it says, And the angel of the Lord who went before the camp of Israel moved and went behind them. And the pillar of cloud went from before them and stood behind them. And it came be between the camp of the Egyptians and the camp of Israel. And so the, the, and it's, it's important to note that in verse 19, it says the angel of, of God, and it's a capital A. And so we know that this is the Lord Jesus himself. He came in, in an incarnate form to the land. He was... The, 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 the pillar of cloud who went before them. And so he was, he was, uh, he was, and we read on here that he was darkness to, the, to Egypt, but light to Israel. This is what God did in intervention for them. And we read on and see how the Lord parted the waters and they moved forward. They marched through their land, through, 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 the, through the sea. And then once they got through, God closed the sea and drowned all of Egypt. But as you read on, yes, they sing the word of the Lord. They sing the song of the Lord in chapter 15. In verse 16 is when they begin to experience the manna and begin to experience the provision, but they were still complaining. And this is what the Lord told me. He said that not even the miracles were enough to cause a shift in their soul. There was something deeper. Not, and let me tell you this. We're going to see some crazy miracles. We're going to see, if you don't believe that, 
we are going to see some miracles. But the miracles are not going to transform our souls because it didn't move the soul of the children of Israel. The miracles show forth to bring honor and glory to our God. Isn't that what it did here? Didn't God gain his honor over Pharaoh and his armies and his chariots and his horses by parting the sea, making a way for his kids and closing up the sea, bringing demise to, all, to Egypt? God gained his, his, God gained his honor and it was through a miracle. And so we're not supposed to chase after miracles. As we've heard before, miracles chase after us, but they point, miracles, signs, and wonders point to the glory of God. The miracles did not deal with the soul wounds in the children of Israel. Their souls were damaged from the abuse. God wanted to heal them, but, but they couldn't see past their pain. Every roadblock uh, made them fall back into a slave mentality. And, and so this is why we as a church need to look at the parallel here. We need to look and, and, and address the fact that, that although God was showing himself mighty in their midst, something deeper was keeping the children of Israel from moving forward into freedom. They were not, they, 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 they were not even allowed into the promised land. That generation had to die. And God needed to start with, with a new generation. And our prayer is that God, that we would be that generation who knows your faithfulness. That we would be that generation that does not compromise. That we would be that generation that does not complain or fear when something doesn't look like it's going our way. God, may we be that church. May we be the church in California that you can look upon and see steadfast faith. Faith that doesn't waver. Faith that will trust you. Faith that will look at your miracles and know that you are for us. Amen. Amen. And so, what does this mean right now? What is this? this so, where are we right now? Okay? Uh, there's a post that went out earlier saying uh, that, that, that the prayers of the saints move the hand of God. And like I said before, if we don't believe that we can't move the hand of God, then we are basically denying the prayer lifestyle of Moses, of Daniel and David, and all those, those, the, the men and women of God who gave themselves over to prayer and caused the hand of God to shift in their favor. God did it for them. He will do it for you and I. And so what does this mean right now? There may be, actually, there really shouldn't be any Christian who did not hear the news um, because this is, this is huge for us. This is huge for us. But let me go ahead and recap what we talked about at the beginning of the stream. The Supreme Court ruled this weekend that it is unlawful for California to tell the churches that you can't gather. Moreover, they ruled that the state of California cannot tell the church to not worship or sing. Huge for us. And, and this should be celebrated. This should be um, acknowledged. 
This should be uh, uh, something that would get us excited. Like I said, if we prayed together this last Monday and truly addressed that spirit of Pharaoh, we had to, we had to deal with it inside of us first. And, men, and some of us got delivered. Some of us got set free last Monday. And we were able to effectively pray for our land, for our state. And, and all I'm saying is look what God did. Look at the connection from getting free from, 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 from the spirits that are controlling this, uh, this state and then moving forward on behalf of the state as intercessors. There's a process in intercession. There's a process in intercession. Amen? And so what happened this weekend, yes, it should be celebrated. But I realized something, that if we were to stop here, then we missed it. If we were just to celebrate here and say, yes, God, the victory's won, we, we, would, we would miss what God intends on doing. Because we are still being told that we can only gather at 25% capacity. Now listen, the laws of the land are in their place. They say you can only gather 25%. But I believe that you are in agreement that we are not going to settle for 25%. We won't settle for 50 We won't settle for 75 we won't settle for 99.9%. We are going for 100% return back to our churches. Now, if the children of Israel were to settle them leaving, uh, leaving Egypt and saying you can only be 50% free, they would not experience all that God intended them to experience. And so God intends for the church to step into 100% freedom once again, which means although we should be excited, although we should be jumping up and down and saying, God, you did it. Listen, there's more. Come on now. There's more. There's more. This isn't it. This is just the beginning. This was for us to see that God is for California. The Supreme Court ruling on behalf of the Church of California was God's mercy on California. If he judged California, we would not even see this. The persecution would have gone further. The restrictions would have gone tighter. But because God shows mercy... Because God showed mercy, we saw the Supreme Court rule in our favor. So let me tell you, to all of those prophets that are prophesying, that's saying that California is going to fall off the grid, that it's only a matter of time, saying to run away from California, escape. To all those prophets who are prophesying doom against the systems of California, check your hearts again. Because what we just saw right now was a divine intervention of God's mercy. Glory! It was a divine intervention of God's God's mercy for California. It ain't over. It's far from over. It's far from over. It's far from over. And thank you to those of you that are on this stream that are praying for the Church of California. That you're, you're in agreement with this. Like I said last week, I don't know if there's any other state that is persecuting the church more than California right now. The restrictions that we're seeing, there, there, was a, there was a vice grip on us. But let me tell you, God is judging that spirit of Pharaoh that is trying to hold the churches in contempt. Because God is bursting us out of our confinement and he's leading the way. What we saw was just the beginning of God. what God wants to do for California.
And so let's not stop here. Let's keep moving. Let's keep pressing in. Let's keep praying. Let us not relent in our prayer. Let us seek the merciful one. Let us go before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and grace in our present time of need. We know that righteousness and justice are the foundations of his throne. And so when we go to the throne, we will see righteousness and justice. And we must see righteousness and justice like God sees it. Amen. Amen. And all I'm saying is don't get comfortable at 25%. Pastors, churches, don't get comfortable at 25%. This is, this is a starting point, but we must pray this through. God wants to see, are you going to stop at 25 or are you going to go to 50, 70? No, we're going to 100. We are contending for 100% victory, not 25%. I don't know my God to just give out 25%. 100% victory. As a matter of fact, type that into the box. 100% victory. Type it in. Come on, let's agree here tonight. Let's agree that God will do this. This is not the stopping point. This is not where we stop. We, this is not where we settle. We are going for 100%. 100% victory. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's right. That's right. That's right. 100% victory. Gwen says, let's go all the way. Let's go all the way. Come on now. Whew. Yes, God. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Uh, yes, Lord. Come on, I'm seeing those 100% come in. I see them coming in. 100% victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, God. Yes, Lord. Jesus, thank you, Lord. We thank you for what you did, God. We thank you for having mercy on California, Lord. If you did not have mercy on us, Lord, we would not have seen what we saw this weekend. But we know there's a plan. We know there's a divine destiny. God, I thank you. I thank you that heaven did not close the book of California. I thank you, God, that the books of California were not closed, but they were kept open because California still has the destiny to accomplish for your glory, for your glory, for your glory, God. For your glory, Lord God. For your glory. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Now I have a I have a word of the Lord to, to share with you all. Uh, before we get before we get into that, uh, I want us to truly truly 
open up our hearts and be ready to receive this because when this word is released, it's going to be a seed into you. Now, God is ready to water that seed, but we have to steward it. We have to uh, protect it. We have to shamar over it. We, we need to ensure that God uh, can trust us with his, with his prophecies or else he would, not, he would not give it out. He, he, there's, a, there's a promise that, that is in this prophecy. La ramos sobre santa. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Leaving Egypt. This is a word to the church in California. I heard the Lord say, in this time, as California is leaving Goshen, lock arms, combine forces, and allow me to be the dividing barrier between you and the armies of Pharaoh. As the tribes huddle together to march into freedom, a holy boldness came over them. Yet when they lifted up their eyes to see the army approaching, fear came over them and they complained. Do not let fear decide your fate. Fear wants to speak itself into existence. What will you say? Israel came to the water's edge and the waters had not yet parted. The time is approaching. You're drawing near when the scepter of the Lord shall arise over California, splitting the ground and making a new way, a way that has never even been thought of. I will make something out of nothing. I will once again gain honor from Pharaoh and his, and his armies when I overthrow them and humiliate the plans of the evil one. When I heard that word, this word march stuck out to me. He said, as the tribes huddle together to march into freedom. Now I'm not saying that in March we're gonna see something, but I know there's something very specific in the month of March that God is calling his church to. That God is going to birth something in the month of March. And let me tell you, just as I'm talking about this right now, March is the month for us to, to strap on our boots, to put them to the ground, and to be that army of God that he has called us to be. But listen, when, when, when the Lord delivered this word and said to lock arms and combine forces, he's speaking to the churches of California. He's speaking to the churches in our cities that we must combine forces and lock arms in this time because there is an army that's approaching. There is an army that is trying to bring us back into lockdown, to bring us back 
into shelter in place, to bring fear upon us, to make us feel safe. Because if we go out, we might catch something. So stay home. It's safer there. The enemy's a liar. The devil's a liar. He wants to keep us bound. And so something is in the work. Something is being devised in, in darkness. Something, something is being, uh, 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 something is already planned and something is, is trying to be released. But let me tell you something. You know when the intercessors come together and they begin to release their prayers, that there's a force that pushes back the plans and the schemes of the evil one? That, that when the intercessors arise and, and, and they go to the wall and see that there's little patches that, that, that have holes in them, their prayers make up the hedge. Their prayers keep that wall secure. And right now the intercessors in the land need to rise up. And right now the churches need to come together. And right now the churches need to agree with this word that we will not settle for 25%. That we will not settle uh, for 50% for 75% or where we were going for 100%. We're not going to we're not going to stay comfortable in 25%. We're going to start here, but when God told the children of Israel to move, they were supposed to move closer to the water. They were supposed to move closer to to what to what was about to be their miracle. They were supposed to move closer to the point where God was about to part the waters and cause a wall to come up on both sides, keeping, uh, keeping all of those, uh, the, 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 the fish and keeping everything that was in the sea frozen in that moment that would not distract them, but to cause them to walk, walk the path into freedom. There is a spiritual parallel here that is happening. Get your boots on. Put them to the ground. Stand up. Rise up. And let's walk this one out. Because he told the children of Israel, tell them to move. And so what is God saying? Move. 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 Stand and see the salvation of the Lord. Move. When you get to the water's edge, stand and see the salvation of the Lord and hold your peace because I fight your battles. And so what does moving look like? What does moving look like? Taking what God has given us, which is the release, uh, which is the uh, solidified release, and, and, and I feel like I need to share this with you all too. Um, last week, the Lord gave me a dream. And um, I should probably write this dream down. It's still fresh in my mind, but I need to write this down. Yes, Holy Spirit. Um, I, I had a dream. I remember I was searching. I was searching and, and I came across this, this, um, this clause. I came across this law. And, and, and I remember reading it. And I pointed to it. And I said, this is what the church needs. This was on, this was on Wednesday. Last week on Wednesday, I, I looked in, in, the, in the dream. I saw it written and I said, this is what we need. This is what will, what will uh, cause the churches uh, to become victorious. And I woke up and I couldn't remember it. And this is what's jogging my memory now because two days, two days later, we get word that the churches are, are free uh, to a capacity. There's still something that God is going to use in the legislative uh, uh, and the legislative uh, 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 documents, there, there's, there is a document out there that will be highlighted and God will cause it 
to, uh, to, to benefit the church and bring us into, into uh, we're already in freedom, but we're walking this freedom out. Hallelujah. The children of Israel walked their freedom out. God had already said, I'm bringing you into your land. God had already said, I'm giving you your promise, but they had to walk it out. And right now, we're walking our freedom out. Come on, that's a word right there. We are walking our freedom out. So boots on the ground, walk this out. Whew. Walk this out. I'm ready to walk this out. I'm ready to see. I'm ready to combine forces. I'm ready to lock arms with my brothers and sisters uh, in Christ who represent the church. I'm ready for God to look on California and see a bride and see a church that is ready to move forward. But it's up to you and I. It's up to you and I to progressively carry this call out and walk our freedom out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you for this word. Thank you for this, God. Come on, we're gonna move. We're gonna move into some prayer right now. I suggest that you uh, begin to uh, move in your heavenly language. I, I pray that something stirred up in you tonight. Again, this this I feel like this was a directional word tonight. I feel like we got through the the process of being. Um, uh, Lord, dealing with some root issues last week, and now God is directing us into a specific place where we will position ourselves in prayer and we will walk this out in Jesus' name. And I'm telling you, more judgment is coming to the Pharaoh that's trying to keep California bound. More judgment is about to show itself. And, and don't, don't take this literal when I say that Pharaoh is going to be overthrown. Take it, literally. God will not be mocked. God will not be mocked. You all know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. 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 California won't be won't be subject to to, to tyranny. Hallelujah. So are we ready? Are we ready to move? Are we ready to move forward? Are we ready? Boots on the ground, walking this out, walking the freedom out. Come on now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So let's go ahead. Let's get into some prayer. Come on. Ramashando lo bosebre ki andalaba sobra kaya namasha. Yele da ramashando bokori andalamo somra mokoya ramashande. Yada da 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 bakoya robo sobra mo soba babande. Yande de 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 bo shumna samna makaya ramo somna mokoya namante. Haya, come on, let's 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 unite right now. Let's 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 link arms in the spirit. Uh, as, as brothers and sisters in the faith representing the church of God here in California, Mahando, let's agree right now. 
God will have his honor from Pharaoh from his army, from his chariots, from his horses, from the vehicles, from the instruments that are being used to try and keep God's people confined here in California. We're breaking out. We are breaking forth. We are moving into victory. We are walking our freedom out. Pharaoh and his armies are about to be overthrown. And listen, we talked about this last time. Not only was Pharaoh overthrown, but who else? His armies were overthrown as well. So bye-bye. Hashtag bye, Pharaoh. (laughs) In Jesus' name. So God, I just thank you, Lord, that this... What you did this past weekend was the sign, God, that you are for us. And so I pray that this ignited something in us to continue to plow and press forward. Uh, For these weeks that are ahead, Lord, I pray that we are marching. We are walking out our freedom, God. You told the children of Israel, uh, you told Moses to tell them to move. And so as they got closer to the water's edge, that's when you told Moses to lift up his scepter so that the waters would part. But it required Israel to move. And so, Lord, you are requiring us to move. I pray that the download of this word will become would come with more clarity, God. That what you what do you mean by move, Lord? How do you want us to move, God? And this is not blind faith, God, because uh, our walk is not, is not by sight, but it's it's by faith. And so we trust you, God. And we determine in our hearts, Lord, that we will not uh, settle back and we will not find safety uh, in in this in this shelter in place. We will not find safety in this lockdown. And listen, I'm trying to be as, as considerate as possible because I realize what happened in our land. And I realize that, that, that some people were affected uh, harsher than others. I get it. But, but when we talk about, when we're, when concerning the kingdom advancing, concerning the sons and daughters showing forth the goodness of God, it won't be done confined in our homes. It's when we go out. God intends on sending us out. Ramanda and God intends on moving his kingdom forth. Remand in a way that we didn't we, we could not even imagine before. Lamando, so Father, I thank you for stirring up within us, God, the will, Lord, and, and, and causing our will, Lord, to become your will, that we would move forward. Remanda in, in demonstration, Lord, knowing that signs and wonders will accompany us, Lord. But these signs and wonders, Lord, will direct the glory back to you, for it is yours and it will always be yours, God. Lord, we we reject Ramandala, every false word uh, that was spoken, Lord. And, and, and Lord, I know that the enemy is in fear right now. I know he's trembling. I know those principalities are trembling, God, because they're seeing their vice grip loosened, God. And it's only a matter of time before they must relinquish Ramanda, the stronghold that they are, that they have over this church, uh, Ramanda, they will not uh, uh, they will not cause the church to suffocate and lose its breath and die out, God. But you are breathing fresh breath into us, God. Lemanda, just like you caused a strong wind to come, Neman, and that strong wind parted the seas. That strong wind uh, uh, could have taken out everything in its midst, but the strong wind held the waters up and did not affect the children of Israel. So God, use the means that you need to use, la 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 bashan, to show forth the, the, the miracle working power and to show forth the victory and the freedom which you intend for us, God. Lamanda, Mosondo. 
And God, I thank you, Lord, that you are making us aware of the partnership of your angels here in California. And I speak right now to the angel that, that resides over California. As you have seen uh, us before, we, we gave power over to the enemy willingly. But we just saw a mighty act of God on our behalf. And we are changing our mindset. And we as a church are plundering the good. We're about, we're about to do some plunder praising. We're about to do a plunder dance in the spirit. And we're going to plunder our way through in Jesus' name. And so, Lord, uh, uh, we address this, this issue as we have given power over to the enemy at this point, Lord, uh, for doing what we did. We, we ask for forgiveness, God, as a church uh, for doing that, Lord. Uh, but, Lord, we partner now with the angel uh, that you have sent over California to help and assist in the advancement of your kingdom in California and for the freedom to come to the church, Lord, in Jesus' name. And so, Lord, I thank you that you will help us uh, to pray these perfect prayers. Uh, and I speak to the angel of California right now, and we release you to go and do the assignments of the Father that he has given to you over the church. Go forth, Ramondo, and break open. Go forth and bring those angel armies who are assisting you to wage war against these principalities. Go forth and stir up the sons and daughters to pray and deliver the messages in Jesus' name. We partner now, God, with heaven on this issue, and we know, God, that you will show yourself mighty on our behalf, God. And we will not stop. We will not stop. We will continue to pray. We will continue to put our faces to the ground, God, because you are doing something in our land, God. And we will not hold back in Jesus' name, God. And God, may we not settle. May we not settle. May we not get comfortable because we are, um, we are a church that's on the move. We are a church that is on the move, God. And so stir us up, Lord. Stir us up. Remind us, God, that you are for us. I thank you for having mercy, Lord. I thank you for having mercy. Thank you for your mercy, Lord. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy, God. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Those who give mercy will be shown mercy. I thank you for showing us mercy, God. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Thank you for your faithfulness, God. Lord, we receive this word. Lord, that you are doing what you need to do in California. Using what you need to use. And Lord, you use the elements to assist in your miracle. Whatever you do, we agree. We agree with. Because you are leading us out of bondage. You are leading us out of the Egypt that has confined the church in California. And you are breaking us forth into freedom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, God.
Thank you, Lord. I pray that we all take this word to heart and that we do not give up and, and stop praying. The church in California depends on it. The church in California depends on our prayers. Programs aside, agendas aside, the church building its own king, kingdom aside, We need to take this very seriously, very seriously. Lord, I pray that we would not grow weary in this process. I pray we would not grow weary and complain and raise our voices, God. May we be counted among those who will commit themselves to trusting you and your word. You're so faithful. God, you're so faithful. You're so faithful. And do not be afraid when the earth quakes. when the fires rage and when the waters storm listen for my voice and watch for the miracle are the elements of this world mine Do not the lightning bolts ask me where to go from my storehouse in heaven? I reside over the elements. I reside over the waters. I am king. And soon they shall know. Therefore, be the ones who will hold who will hold up the arms of Moses of the Moseses that I have commissioned and do not waver in heart do not allow your soul to be divided because of fear. California. I am the God that healeth thee. California, 
I am the God that washes thee. California, I am the God that cleanses thee. I am the one who sends rain in due season. And I am the one who causes the plains to bring forth I'm seeing, I'm seeing these, I'm seeing these hills and I see like this, this liquid gold honey that is, that is pouring out from the top of these hills. And I see them like, uh, it's coming from like seven different ways from what I can see. And it's, it's combining and making this, this golden river and, um, uh, and I see it as the plains and the, the mountains of California. Whew. Uh, uh. God, may we be faithful to receive this, and may we be faithful, Lord. Was reminding me when when he said a few weeks ago he shared with me he said that the, the the devil overplayed his hand the devil overplayed his hand and it's not over so lord we won't give up we don't give up we can't you've brought us too far going back to egypt is not an option lord it's not an option. Going back to bondage is not an option, Lord. Now is the time to see the salvation of the Lord. Now is the time. Now is the time, God. Now, now is the time, God. So God, I pray, Lord, in these next few weeks, God, drive a hunger and a passion, God, into each and every one of our hearts, Lord, that we would not relent in praying for the continual breakthrough, Lord. Lord, you're showing me that if, if we continue to pray like this, we're going to see breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough. Uh, and Lord, whatever you have planned in March, God, <laughs> may we be ready for it, Lord. May we be ready for it. But Lord, you, you, are, you, are, you are doing this, Lord, so that we would determine in our hearts that no matter what we see, 
or what we what 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 comes God to move and see the salvation of the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Do it again, Lord. And greater. Thank you.